0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're homebrew bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. This is the best beer show on the internet. Strap on to your mash tun. Yeah, that that is a thing that's (laughs) said. Thank you, Brian. All right, uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout-out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link above of our homepage at blindandestudios.com and join today. Also, want to give a big shout-out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoppenbarrel Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. Uh, if you'd <laughs> like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios or click on the patron link at the cover, uh homepage and become a patron today. All right. And then while you're at blindedstudios.com, go ahead and click on that store link or go to teespring.com slash store slash studios and check out our nifty merch. All right, Brian, what have you been up to beer-related, my friend? Beer-related. I suppose, should I just do, like, what are the brewery updates, man? Yeah probably that uh spring valley is
1: clipping along spring valley minnesota our second location uh clipping along uh i am apparently an architectural draftsman uh oh are you now yeah i am in the middle of drawing well more towards the end actually of um drawing up the floor plan for that location uh like legally like federally we need this floor plan that calls out like You know, everything. Like if I put in new two by four stud into the wall, they want to know if it's existing stairs, it needs to say existing stairs. It needs dimensions and materials for tables, flooring. Plumbing seems to be the the hill uh, that they want to die on. So, uh, you know, if you start a brewery, they said, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be fun, they said. Yeah, beer-related. I have uh, not a whole lot, but I'm I'm really excited for these couple episodes that we have today coming up. Um, and we're gonna. I'm really digging the
0: idea of this uh, commercial calibration. Plus, there's some homebrew to be. Yeah, done. we finally got some homebrew again. Yeah. So. We got that. What uh, about you? Let's see. Uh, you went ye- to
1: Toppling Goliath. Yeah, yesterday,
0: yesterday I uh, went to Toppling Goliath. Kind you got of got a fresh hoodie on there. Yeah. Too. Well, so I uh, <laughs> I got in there and I forgot a hoodie and it uh, was freezing. Really? So it was it was frigid in that tap room.
1: Oh, and the okay. Yeah, in like, the no. tap room it was. They must like, have just had
0: the AC crank because it was kind of humid yesterday. Yeah. No, they had it absolutely cranked, yeah. and I was like, "Well, I need I need something." It's so, that time
1: of year in the Midwest where it, you step outside and it's like stepping into like a. Like a, like a
0: sauna, a mitten, or a sauna, or something. It's yep. And like, then you go inside, and you're freezing. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I ended up buying a hoodie. Um. So yeah, did TG. It was the morning delight release. Oh, okay. um, and one of my friends uh, got the lottery and bought some bottles, and yeah, then so cool. I just kind of tagged along. And then we went to uh, Pivo uh, Brewing in Oh, what, what, uh, what town? Darn it! I looked that? up that town too yesterday when um, you were. Um. Yep. It is in. Pivotville, uh, no, Northern, Northern uh, Kalmar, Iowa. Okay, wherever that is. Yep, it's uh, about 15 minutes outside of Decora. Um, they have 30 or 40 taps, 37 are their own beers. I you, you told me that yesterday, and I'm
1: I'm blown away because, like, it's insane. I have I've said before at what I worked at a, I ran a beer program that had 30 tap lines, and that was a massive pain in the ass and and you know and that was all i had to do is order it from the distributor and then you know try to keep it fresh yeah it wasn't even your own stuff no and so at, at hop and barrel uh, sometimes you know the uh, Alyssa, tap taproom lead person you know trying she her trying to keep 16 filled you know can be can be trouble so she works with the brewers and and we kind of all come up with infusions or you know things like mm-hmm. that to keep stuff fresh like we just got a slushy machine Uh, Actually, at the oh,
0: is that finally in? Oh yeah, yeah. Nice,
1: yeah. Uh, It's uh, was uh, I I won't say where it came from, Um, (laughs) but it it used to be a Zima um, slushy machine. Randomly,
0: yeah. Yeah. So we like pulled the Zima labels off of it. So (laughs) anyway. Uh, Topling yeah. Goliath, how was it? Topling Goliath was good, uh, as always, just good, uh, good, solid beer. Mm-hmm. Um, Morning Goliath, it's such a sweet beer. And, you know, I don't, I like, don't, yeah. I, I ended up having, so I got um, a pour of that because of the obligatory mm-hmm. pour, um, and I had their, uh, their was it like Kaiju Clash, um, okay. which was their big, uh, other like big barrel-aged stout that they released recently. Um, and then I just had a bunch of just regular IPAs nice um and then pivo uh i had I, I just did i ended up doing i think two flights so i tried 12 of their beers oh wow um and they had some really good their schwartz beer and their pilsners were just on point nice very good that is very good to hear yes uh yeah so I, I i liked it it was a lot of fun um it's one of those things where with 37 you have no idea what to try I don't. Who knows?
1: I probably would have gone for a pilsner and then an IPA, like a West Coast, if they had it. And then yep, again. they ha- did. You can get a really good idea of. How
0: they have a- one, two, three, four. Probably would have gone four IPAs on tap. F- oh
1: my goodness! Okay. You can get a really good idea of what what a, how a brewer works or how their mind yep. works if you just go for.
0: Yeah, I had their like uh, they're like they. Their Ossian IPA, which they call like their classic, uh, it was very um, two-hearted esque. Perfect. Yeah, so I it probably a, had more a, than one pint of that. I was very, I was very happy. I don't think I had a full pint there, but oh, okay. We had been drinking a lot, yeah. So, and yeah. then we went and sure. went to back to town and ate pizza and drank more. So. Nice. Um, all right. Yeah, so uh, we have some homebrew. Should we dive into that? Yeah, we'll dive into some homebrew. This so, is exciting. This, this is a sugar is, creek sugar creek malt. Is, yes, uh, this is uh, a one hundred percent sugar creek malt beer. Um, the malts are uh, well. Here, let me pull up the recipe, and then I can. Is this the one that you mixed up <laughs> the ingredient? No, no, no. no. Oh. That's, that'll be that'll be next week. We'll talk about that okay. one. Um, no, this is uh, so. Um, I was shooting for a double, did not make it, um, because there were some unknowns with the malts, I'm, I'm thinking it was that, where, sure. just because, like, where, where my, where I ended up versus where I wanted to be wasn't quite where, wasn't quite there. But this is um, 45% wind malt, um, 38% Chris, uh, Vienna, they're, they're Vienna, um, and then... It is seven percent crystal wheat, uh, and one percent bourbon chocolate, with uh, uh, some uh, Belgian candy sugar in there. Okay, yeah, I
1: mean you can really tell. Like as far as the khaki color of the head, and also the what is like orange copper? Probably, well, definitely copper. Like maybe less orange than copper.
0: It's very coppery. Yeah, it's copper.
1: Nose is let me give a swirl. Ooh boy, that is like I just peeled a banana. Yep, it's a little banana Like, like almost green banana. Like when you, if you like, maybe opened it like half a day too yep. early. How interesting.
0: Yeah. Um. So let me pull up. Uh. See if I can pull up my fermentation. Um. Log here, because I have fermentation logs. Damn, that is spicy too it's it, it turned out very interesting I really I really like it I'm not I'm not mad about this what is at all. the ABV was there an attenuation issue with this
1: one mm, f- no. the
0: body's pretty a little on the thin side um, well so it's part of here load, load, let's see if I can load this log here that's not the right log I mean, I guess if, you did put a bunch of sugar in it too and there was crystal malt too uh, yep yeah yeah so candy sugar um, i mean sorry. yes candy sugar thin it out for sure on the table yes so yeah yeah so it should be very thin like i i mean kinda, i'm not
1: knocking it it's yep. too, that made that just um, makes it infinitely more drinkable
0: yeah so it finished out at um why can i not find the right log here but anyway uh looks like uh, I want to say it was, like, 004. Oh, let's try.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 003,
0: so. something like that. And then um, fermentation-wise, uh, I it it sat at uh, 69 the entire time.
1: That, and that's what you had it set at? Or yep. did uh, you yeah. let me do any free-rises? I know you got a pretty pretty good system for
0: Yeah, no, so. uh, I, I, I set it at uh, 69, and it just kind of ran the entire time. It's entire a good... Time very good
1: balance of the banana and clove and I would not, Say there's as much clove on the nose as there is in the flavor, yep. which is interesting.
0: Yeah, um, and then I'm I'm uh, I getting get we can pull a fresh pine after this. Uh, mm-hmm. Carbonation is a little wonky on this one, yeah. just because it sat a little bit. Yeah, oh, it sat while we were yeah farting around trying to get the, the getting things working. Stuff here.
1: Recording. I mean,
0: the patrons get to see
1: the before show bullshit. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, but flavor wise, like I get I get a lot of. It's almost like like bananas Foster. Yeah, there's dark
1: fruit in yeah. here,
0: and um, I've been drinking a lot of this.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be too good. To good depth, um, malt wise, bready, of course. Uh, yeah, not not too bitter.
0: I don't know, just, just very, very balanced. I, I would have been happier if um, I had, so this ended up coming about 5% and I was shooting for about 7%. So I was shooting for um, an OG of like 1066 and I ended up in like the 1040, 1040s. why do you think that is? Um, I honestly am not entirely sure my my best guess is uh, the wind malt didn't have quite the conversion that I was expecting right or the the, the, uh, the, the diastatic power that I was that I was hoping for
1: that makes a lot of sense and that's
0: that's kind of where I'm, I'm guessing a lot of this came from. Um, and then yeah so next time if I did it I would up the amount of malts just mm-hmm. increase that build that up a little bit yeah. um maybe do a little bit of base, like just some like simple um like base malt just to really up that diastatic power a yeah. bit um and then mash maybe a touch higher okay to to give it a little bit more body before I stretch it out with the uh, sugar yep so why why higher temp
1: because higher temp, yep. More body. When we always say more alcohol, less temp, malt. So mm-hmm. you're gonna have less body.
0: Yep, yeah. And I went on high fermentability on this one. So I I mashed it like 152. Okay. Which was in hindsight, should have gone higher. But yeah. well, next that's time why we I learn. Am. That's why we 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 do this and we learn and we do different things. But yeah, no. I really <laughs> like it. Uh working with the sugar creep malt. There's fantastic flavor in them. Yes. it's a very good depth of flavor here. It's phenomenal.
1: Um, And I like the balance of your recipe, too, because this, with that, uh, what was the last malt you called out, the bourbon? uh, The
0: bourbon chocolate.
1: I feel like that one could go sideways pretty quick. Yeah. So good good, uh, balance on this one. Yeah,
0: and I really like the crystal wheat in that. I do, too. I was surprised at that one. That's an interesting choice, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we went back and forth on that one, um, and then I got a little worried because if, I don't know if you remember the um, the episode where we were coming up with these recipes, uh-huh. um, and Rick and Justin kept eating all my crystal wheat. <laughs> <laughs> Save some guys. I need to brew with this. Oh, I need to brew with it. Funny. Uh, but yeah, color wise is great. Head retention yep. on it is fantastic. Yep. It has some just beautiful head, like especially oh. right off the tap. Um, yeah I'm very happy with this Good one all right Should we commercial calibrate? yeah so
1: we're doing Sierra Nevada pale ale uh, if if there are for our uh, European folks or our uh, folks across the 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 oceans um, if there are beers that you know like this that are pretty well available across the the world, uh, we will absolutely uh, try to track them down here, so we can all be on the same page and drink these together. Um, so, Casey couldn't find any bottles. Yep. You can find bottles. So, what are we? are drinking this pounder. We're drinking a
0: yeah. We're drinking a you know a nineteen and a 19. half uh, ounce pounder of uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Nineteen point two ounces, or one point one pint, three point two. Uh, basically, an imperial pint.
1: Yeah, it's a big ass can.
0: It's tall and skinny. <laughs> it's basically they took a 12-ounce can and elongated it. Yeah, it's kind of funny looking. It is. Um, yeah. So we have Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It's a very classic, uh, classic beer. I'm, I'm, I'm almost I, positive dare it's, I, dare I say iconic. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's one of the, like, classic uh, West Coast beers.
1: This, I don't think, I mean, not to get too deep into this, but I don't think the label has
0: been rebranded ever. I don't think it has. I don't think they should either. Um, Family-owned, operated, and argued over. Uh, (laughs) Is that what it says? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no arguing. What? No. Uh, So, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Um, While you're tasting there, I'll pull up a little bit of information this so when i was first kind of
1: getting into craft beer the nose that i'm smelling on this is something i would have described as soapy and by that i mean like your your sea hops always came off and i don't mean that pejoratively i just mean
0: that it these sea hops they just remind me a little bit of soap uh, the, the, uh, website has some interesting, uh, copy on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Paleo, it changed taste, made hops famous, and brought an industry back from extinc- uh, extinction. Yes. That's a hard-working beer. Um, let's see. Your favorite brewer's favorite beer? Oh, God, yeah. Um. This, I think, you know, is, what do uh, we do, Casey? This we, was launched
1: in 1980. We sit, we sit down and, name a bar. Like, what, what any time we go for food or... Something like that. And it's they, too hardered it, or Sierra. Exactly, and you know if you can, if you can, if find you can find Sierra, it, yeah. It's usually it's just too hardered, but this is one of those where it, you just kind of scan the taps, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, Sierra Nevada. Let's go. You know, if they
0: don't have any something else that you want to try. All right. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's. <sighs> all right. So I need to like get out of like if I, if I was smelling and tasting this beer for the first time. Mm-hmm. Soapy's almost right on the money. It's yeah. I get a lot of pine. Definitely pine. Grapefruit. Uh, the the nose is surprisingly subtle. It is. And I wonder almost
1: too if we could look and see when this was packaged.
0: Package I'll be
1: damn, this is very fresh, actually. Yeah,
0: six, seven. Huh. Yeah. Um, Flavor, like, and then as soon, like, right away on the tongue, there's um, a like almost like a candy sweetness, candy sweetness from undoubtedly some type of caramel, caramel malt, caramel, yeah. Caramel. Yeah, it's uh, like if you, I bet money, like like a, C- like, a, like a very light caramel. I bet I would bet money. There's still C60 in this beer. Oh, probably. I'm guessing this this recipe has not changed. Oh, I yeah, but it hasn't. Yeah, just uh, God. We can stop saying classic and iconic. Right. Um, I mean, um, it has the,
1: definitely has the body of a pale ale, uh, but is not so thin uh, that it it feels watery. Uh.
0: No, it it coats the tongue. You get this, um, this this pine grapefruit resin character, mm-hmm. and it just it's almost sticky. Yep, almost sticky, and a classic bitterness that kind of folds over the back
1: part of your tongue, like the like the the, the back. Quadrant on the
0: sides is really where, where I'm yeah, we're just kind of like mm-hmm. gobs on there yeah. and uh, just kind of sticks. It's very nice. Um, the aftertaste, it's like uh, it's like a. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the word here because I, I know like we're trying. Like the point of this <laughs> is to get get the right get get terminology. Yeah, but. It's, I mean, it's bitter, bitter on the back end, but not unpleasantly so. Yeah, Um, like if you had, it's almost like a, like if you were sucking on a hard candy and Mm -hmm. it left like a, just like a residual flavor in the back of your mouth. That's kind of what it is. Right, and just a tiny bit of breadiness from the
1: malt. Uh, Definitely makes the tongue kind of tingly. I don't know what are we thinking about for I don't I don't think we've ever done like a food pairing, but wonder if you could a burger definitely
0: go for a burger, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, this is this is a this is a cookout beer, definitely. Uh, did we say color wise too? Uh, color we yeah we didn't really we kind of skipped over that orange it's, to copper almost yeah it's an orangey copper crystal clear yep. Um, the head sticks around for a while. Mm hmm. Um, Good carbonation, medium texture, dry. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not overly effervescent.
1: Dry and crisp, I'd say too. What are they getting here already? Some little guy. Hmm. Yeah, like a oh, <laughs> little bug. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the spirits. Great. No, no.
0: I think I think that's that's kind Gate, of total
1: gateway beer Like, you know, for craft. Yeah. Ready light caramel.
0: Mm. It's, I mean, it's very good. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Let's talk Blam, huh? Yeah. So, this is probably going to be our last Blam discussion, I think, unless something comes up here and we decide that we want to go deeper in. Um, And then we need to think of another book. So, guys, please let us know uh, what the next book is you guys want us to do. Um, Otherwise, we (coughs) will choose something. (coughs) And you might not like it. I don't know. Uh, so, the last couple of chapters in this. Um, so it spends three, like three or four pages talking about bottling, and it's like, well, yeah, you can. Uh, you like if you're going to bottle the beer. Uh, you should bottle condition it and put some sugar in there and then maybe put some more yeast in. Yeah, I would say that... It, if you listen to our bottling episode from a couple weeks ago... Well, bottling is a pain in the ass. We, we, we essentially went over everything. Bottling That'd is a pain
1: in the ass, week. but I really do feel like it adds... It certainly
0: does add a, add a complexity to the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so after talking about... Um, bottling, it goes into um, a discussion on style where the the big takeaway from, from the discussion on style is it, don't worry about it. Um, it's like, okay, so there's, there's like the base styles but don't get too hung up on style when you're talking about Belgian beer. Um, the, like, kind of the thesis is Germans care about style, Belgians don't. <laughs> that's that, that, I, that's there there is there's an entire chapter describing how how uh, strict um, German styles can be. Well, that's German. Yep. That's German. Yep. And then how how uh, every every Belgian brewer does something completely different just to be contrarian sometimes.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. And you know, I mean the 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 fact that they're shoveling yeast from West Mall into a, like a, you know, whatever, a truck or whatever and driving it to two other monasteries. Like that, that's definitely,
0: you know, the hallmark of who gives a shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it definitely is. It's very, uh, it's very free. We're just going to make a beer. Yep. Um, so use use the styles as a guideline but don't you don't need to worry about no uh, adhering specifically or strictly to them I mean look at the look at the Belgian that, or the Belgian style beer that I made yep like that doesn't really fit into any any real style specifically it sure doesn't but it I mean it has the the hallmarks of Belgian beer where yeah. it has that yeast character it has some spiciness it has
1: you know and this has been said 150,000 times but that's why one not not that's why one of the reasons why this hobby is so great is that you can f- f- fool around with different ingredients
0: pull stuff put stuff in you know experiment you know yeah um and then so after after the discussion on style um which it's a good read um and you're going to get a lot more out of reading it than listening to us kind of talk about it. Um, but then we get into, there's an entire chapter on recipes. Um, for every specific style, they have a recipe in here. We're not going to go over the recipes, but... Well, two, a lot of these are... I don't want to call them out
1: as being outdated, necessarily. They are old school. But... <laughs> they, a lot, lots happened since this book was ri- yes.
0: written. But I, I, there are a few good takeaways in here. Yeah, um, and I want to kind of talk about uh, talk about those. So there's a there's a section in here uh, kind of going over what we've learned and takeaways that we need to take uh, we need to take from this book mm-hmm. in order to craft some of these recipes. Oh. Um, and I guess uh, you want to just alternate. you want to take the first one? I'll take yeah, the second one For and- sure.
1: So I'd, what is the, the big thing to think about here? is the base malt. So using a quality Pilsner malt, or or more than one for that matter, you know maybe a floor malted and, and a regular, something for the base. Paler styles may include only Pilsner and sugar, but 1% to 3% Munich or a light-colored caramel malt, or uh, they don't list it here, but uh, I would make a bid for aromatic malt. Uh, it's always kind of neat in these types of beers.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and because we're using so few ingredients... Uh, Quality definitely matters. Mm -hmm. Get the best malts that you can get your hands on. Um, If you're using extract, I know we still have uh, or we have some extract brewers. uh, Find reliably fresh pale extract, and then get all of your color from specialty grains. Uh, But the that's kind of another awesome thing
1: about homebrewing is you have a shitload more control over. You know the the recipe and the prod the final product when you do use like a fresh extract because you don't need to worry so much about well what happened you you were shooting for ten sixty six, yeah you got ten forty four yeah, so there are some advantages. Uh, but in in any case balance balancing specialty malts and dark sugar for complexity and darker beers so but limit malts darker than forty l to like seven percent of the grist so keep it. You know, keep it simple. And, that, and again, when I was, we talked about this that, uh, the bourbon chocolate mm-hmm. malt, you know, go easy on that kind of stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah, you want to, like, yeah. You, less is more mm-hmm. in there. Like, you're, you're looking for complexity. You're not looking for something that's going to completely overwhelm yes. the beer. Balance, uh, balance. Yep. Yeah. Uh, modify your water. Uh, look at your water, um, and then try to get it as close to, um, like, an air, as close to water from a specific region as you can, um, especially like when you're when you're doing um, lighter and like lighter beers and there's not much to hide behind, you really need to make sure your water's um, like, in, like it, like it's there. Uh, I mean, for all beers, but lighter beers specifically, I would say the the fewer things you have to hide behind, the more important your water is. Mm, they call out calcium here specifically uh,
1: for yeah for darker beers. Mm-hmm. So and then another thing to think about here is mash for attenuation so what we mean what we mean by that is using a single infusion mash between 146 and 149 and you know what do i say more alcohol less temp so that's less temp less body or consider step mashing um but remember there's a chance though with these higher modified malts that a step masher might degrade the protein too much and will cause a loss of body and head Uh, So with beers uh, that have some of this candy sugar in, that danger is much, much greater. So with the way that, you know, and even since this book was written, the more highly modified malts are, you're going to run into some problems with that too. So Mm -hmm. play around, experiment.
0: Um, Use sugar for 10 to 20% of the grist Mm -hmm. because you want to stretch that body. You want that almost cidery. Almost cider-like quality from the body
1: stretching of, of the yeast eating these small little sugar bumps or sugar chains
0: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, so you, you use the, use the the correct sugar of course too is another thing to think about sucrose works to add some gravity light in the body uh, a caramelized sugar is gonna add to some some flavor to the dark beer and you know and this caramelized sugar is gonna give you a little bit of that rumminess so that uh, something that dark candy sugar won't uh, or like the rocks, um, also, the thing with rocks is you're going to run into, like, potentially, like, um, I don't know, what do you call it when it gets down to the, you know.
0: Oh, caramelization. C- you know, kettle caramel. Or, 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 or you're like, like,
1: burn on the. Burning the, the sugar on the bottom of the kettle. And so. And there's also a pain in the ass to clean. Well, that too. So some craft brewers have pushed turbinado, which is, like, unrefined or semi-refined sugar, uh, for those rum kind of overtones. American brown sugar won't really work. As a, as a substitute, because a turbinado is an invert.
0: Yep. Yeah. And yeah, but, if you use, uh, like, it's just, there's a lot of molasses character that yeah. you don't necessarily want in there. Uh, right. If you're looking for rummy versus molasses, which yep. you are. <laughs> yeah. You don't want, yeah, you don't want overwhelming molasses in these. Mm hmm. Uh, noble hops. Let's go with
1: those. Aim for a, well, th- this is a weird ratio that we don't need to really get into, but, um, Two thirds of the hot mass, uh, being noble, and then flavor is another third. As a good ratio, I think.
0: Um, all right, uh, spice with care, um, and this is this is a hard one. you like, uh, spices may add complexity, but cannot substitute for fermentation character.
1: I am of the don't add spice camp. I am of the do make the yeast do tricks. Yep. Camp.
0: Um, if a drinker can name the spice, you use too much.
1: Yeah. And we when we talked about Casey's homebrew here today, remember what, what did I say? That I, I was getting banana and clove and I was able to nail down specifically how I felt about, you know, like, oh, the, the clove is more in the flavor and less in the nose. And there's more of a, like a ripe peeled banana, blah, blah, blah. Like that. He achieved that level of complexity by literally pitching yeast and setting it at 69. Now.
0: Think about yeah, if nice. you
1: right. Think about if you. <laughs> 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 Think about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> teenagers, <laughs> forever teenagers. Yep. Uh, t- you can you can. Uh, where was I even going with this? Uh, temp, temp control, like letting it, setting it at something, letting it free rise. You make the yeast do tricks. Make this phenolic off flavor positive yeast do
0: what it's supposed to do. Uh, pitch enough yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, using a starter or yeast from previous fer- fermentation, top cropped if possible. Consider experimenting with lower pitching rate, mm-hmm. but remember it's an experiment. And I, I mean, and, well, what was the the chapter we had read in here where it was all about
1: like over pitching?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was. Oh, uh, was that? We were uh, when we were talking about over uh, fermentation. Uh, the, yeah. the last the last episode on mm-hmm. Lamb, mm-hmm. um we were we were talking about balancing everything in the fermentation, and everything's yeah. a balance. Right. Um, and so there's certain characters that you get if you over pitch there's certain characters that you get if you're under pitch, but those are very fine lines. And especially if it's your first few Belgian, like just remember that they are, it's an experiment. If you're doing that, you're not going to get a reliable result right away.
1: Definitely not. And you can always make a split batch too. And, you know, err on the side of caution. Um, you know, so pick, pick a, pick a yeast with the flavor characteristic, characteristics you want and then. You know, split the batch under pitch, see how it reacts. Um, this is another thing that I was really hesitant to talk in depth about, like, because it's, I think, a whole, maybe a whole episode. But this is the type of beer you could consider blending yeast strains too.
0: Yep. Yeah, we do need to do an entire episode yeah. on blending. Um, it's not it's and it's not something I've really experimented with. Um, but I know you have, so it's it'd definitely. be really good to talk about that. Um, let,
1: letting the fermentation finish for sure. Don't stop it early. Never, never stop it early. I don't even know why they even get into this. Don't ever yeah, do that. Dude. No, yeah. Never. But stop. yeah, you could, you could raise the temp to get, you know, at the, at the end. So like let it ferment out 80% and then just, you know, crank
0: it or just, just stop your, uh, can, you know, temp control and just let it free rise. Yeah. Um, Allow for a longer than average fermentation and further long cold conditioning before bottling. Um, this is not a fast beer. Um, I think even mine could have uh, sat around a lot more. Before. It is real tough to be, <laughs> to be patient with beer, though. It, well, especially like when we're doing this show and we need to get beer or out. Or if you only have
1: like one or two carboys or something yep. like that, like man, it, it's it's limiting. But you know, patience, patience. Make some kombucha in the meantime. I don't know. Bottle condition, re yeast when you're bottle conditioning and condition it to high levels of CO2. Remember, these beers are you wanna carbonate them a little higher. Um, but you're gonna run into bottle bomb problems. So I you know, if you want to switch up, get a bottle with some punts in the bottom. Um, you um know,
0: let it let it con- continue to condition at a cooler temp after it's fully carbed too. That'll give you some complexity. Um, and then just resign yourself to the fact that the recipe you like isn't necessarily going to do well in competition. And I have said this a hundred times, probably when
1: I'm judging BG, BJCP, uh, if if I find a recipe that tastes great but is not to style, I will let the brewer know, absolutely, uh, do not change this recipe because, I, or, or, you know, change, do whatever you want, but...
0: Don't change it. I thought it was great, but it wasn't a style Maybe style. enter it under a different style mm-hmm. or yeah. specialty, specialty or,
1: something. or something like that. So.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, and that's kind of our discussion on Blam. Uh, I guess, what thoughts on this book, Brian? I know this isn't the first time you've read it. Um, no, it's, but it's great. It's getting a little dated. but um, It is. Uh, there's there's definitely some things in here. Um, <sighs> that, and I think we touched on them as, as we went along, but I'm uh, in mean, the discussion on secondary fermentation in there. Um, the... Just there, there are certain things in here where I'm like, ah. Eh. Um, I liked the the history aspect of it. I like oh, diving into that. Absolutely, that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, you know, you have, you and I have both been to Belgium, and it's a
1: fantastic country. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I like think that's all I got. All right.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's Brew Like a Monk uh will be starting another book uh in the next couple of weeks here. As soon as we figure out what it is, we will let you guys know. Um and if you guys have any suggestions, please let us know. Always um, we appreciate the barrage of listener mail all the time and try to
1: answer it as right? quickly as we can.
0: Um I still think the new IPA book is my favorite one that we've done, but mm-hmm. this was this was fun. This was it good. was it was a nice change of pace. Yeah. Uh, cuz we got real science-y with the last one. <laughs> It's almost uh, maybe, maybe too we'll, much. Maybe we'll have to get sciencey again. Find another sciencey one. Uh, it's not the water book. No, we've already done the water book. Oh, God. Did I, I
1: must have slept through it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that book is so over my head. Um, all right. Uh, and then we have some listener mail before uh, we wrap up here. Yes. Love listener mail. Uh, all right. Hey, Casey and crew. Uh, this is from Brian. Hey, Casey and crew. After stepping away from homebrewing for about five years, I jumped back into the hobby lifestyle obsession in March of this year. In an effort to refresh my memory on procedures, recipe building, etc., I went looking for podcasts and came across Homebrew Bound. I'm working my way through the entire catalog, and I'm about three-quarters of the way through 2020, solely catching up with you guys. I wanted to take a minute and drop you a line, and thank you for all the beer knowledge uh, and so many laughs. As I renew my love uh, of homebrewing, the 80 Style Challenge helped introduce me to tons of styles. Um... I want to try as well as brew, not the fucking sauté, uh, and really held up my recipe creation game. Skip it. <laughs> I felt a real kinship with Rick as you guys went through the styles, and I was learning right along uh, alongside with him. Brian and Katie uh, coming on have been the perfect addition to move the discussions into advanced methods, and the advice all of you have given is absolutely priceless to me. Thanks for all you do uh, for all of us out here, and keep on keeping on. Cheers and best wishes, Brian's Brian. Uh, P.S. No banana. <laughs> Damn right, no banana. No banana. Yes, Brian with a Y. Uh,
1: and then he spelled my name correctly with an I. So you can see that like Brian with a Y is pronounced more like Brian, and then Brian with an I is more like Brian. So it's it's kind of neat to hear from a Brian. <laughs> you been hang out with Carlos much or? Yes. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> No, I, in all seriousness, um, Brian and any, any and everyone that writes in, um, I, I feel very lucky to be able to do this, and I feel very lucky to uh, receive a message like this, and it uh, just, just uh, fuels the fire to, to keep doing this.
0: Yeah. Um and yeah guys, please uh write in uh one of our listeners uh Phil uh messaged in with a with a brewing uh crisis and we happened to be able to help him. Oh god, catch this is on the fl- I think
1: I was sitting in my office at work and when this happened, I can't remember now. Or maybe I was yeah. at
0: home. Um yeah, it was uh it was last week sometime. Uh, he was in the middle of his boil and then uh had like a had a star sand question. So Yeah. Did you do you have it? You don't have it. Uh, up, actually, I got it up here. I got you, it. Up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So this is from Phil. Um, so I'm in the middle of my boil. I just realized I have no star sand. The brew store is 45 minutes away and is closed tomorrow. So this is immediately starting to sound like a math problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would be the best thing to do? Uh, leave it in the kettle with the lid on to cool for an hour and a half, or take it from the pot into the carboy with an airlock full of vodka and go. Um, so then you said, do you need the sandy only for the airlock? Um, I need to sanitize my flask for the yeast starter and that airlock. Um, you're doing a 60-minute boil, yes. Uh, stop the boil at 50 minutes. Go to the brew store, come back, and boil for 10 or some combo of that as long as it doesn't mess with your end boil hop additions.
1: Yeah, so I, my, my suggestion was just kill the boil, put a, put a cover on it, let it sit, go get your ass to the brew store. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hour and a half. Uh, sounds, sounds like, like he lives in the sticks like we do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, I, that was my advice. Stop the boil, come back later to it as long as it doesn't mess up your end additions. I mean, you should be fine.
0: So uh, like, I guess my, my other thought was if, um, I, his, his other option wasn't bad. Um, oh, totally. if, if, if the carboy is sanitized, fill that, fill that airlock with vodka. I didn't get the impression um, that it was. Um, or doesn't well, say that, and so it it doesn't so like I, I was assuming it was. I guess if 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 well if the, he, he needed to the,
1: to Sandy the, the flask for, for the starter. starter too, which is is a problem because if if you, you know he's gonna underpitch if he doesn't have the starter going. Yeah, right. But he's already in the theoretically, brew
0: day, so the starter should have been started the day before anyway. Oh, that's true. That is also true.
1: Huh? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. know. Again, it, it, it's the train left the station at 5 p.m. and the other train is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, uh, uh do no, this. No, no yeah. yeah. So, right uh, yeah. Well.
0: <laughs> so feel free to, uh, to use us as a resource. Uh, and if we can help, we will. Yes. Um, we'll help we you and then it. down the line, we'll overanalyze. Yep. And we'll do, <laughs> we'll do, we'll do post game on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those screens where I can circle the kettle <laughs> and draw some lines. Draw some lines. <laughs> maybe an arrow. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about it all next week. Like, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Phil. Thanks, man. That was was fun to be a part of
0: a little troubleshoot on Absolutely. the fly. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, should we get out of here, Brian? Yes, probably. Probably or yeah, we should. Okay. I mean, I just didn't <laughs> want to rush you, man. If you had more stuff you wanted to talk about, Oh. No. All right, guys, uh, thanks for uh, <laughs> tuning in this week. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what to have you, go ahead and choose an email at feedback at You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash You can follow us on Twitter at Ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace!